I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Greetings and salutations in the name of our Lord. I hope you're having a fabuloso day. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, the Bible, and Paige. Here's my coffee. I'm Paige, your caffeine-imbued host. And today we will do part three uh, of my Christmas devotionals. Part one was Mary. Part two is the Magi. And part three, today, we're going to talk about the shepherds. It'll be a short little devotional, but there's a lot to think about in that part of the Christmas story. So without any further ado... Except, pardon me, I'll have some coffee. Oh, by the way, I have my Waffle House 2022 coffee mug as a gift from a very, very dear friend of mine. I appreciate that young lady so much. I've got almost a full collection of Waffle House mugs now, thanks to her. This wasn't a paid endorsement, by the way. I really do like Waffle House. Let's get started. Luke chapter 2 is where we read about the shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those in whom his favor rests. I'll come back and talk about that in a second. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, pretty humongously important event here. Let's just come back through and try to go through and get pull some thoughts out of here. Um, the shepherds were watching their flocks. Got it. But then an angel of the Lord appeared and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. All right. Angels, when they appear, apparently are incredibly overwhelming. Almost everybody who sees an angel is terrified. And the angel has to say, 
fear not. Unless, of course, there is something there to fear. But he, the angel tells these shepherds, got good news for you. You don't have to be afraid. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. And he gives them the good news. The town of David, a savior has been born. He's Messiah, the Lord. There's three names ascribed to this baby already. A savior, Lord, Messiah. Man, if that doesn't impress upon you the importance of this child, three names, Lord, Messiah, Savior. And then it says, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. Now, the, the Greek word for heavenly host is a, is a military term. It it's refers to a cadre of an army, if you will. So there's one angel, gives them the news, and then suddenly the army of the Lord, an army of angels appears, and they announce peace. Kind of odd, right? An army of angels appears and announce peace. Glory to God in the highest heaven. Can you imagine, just imagine... uh, Imagine, oh, I don't know, a huge company of Marines or soldiers, whatever, just showing up all of a sudden with all the might and power of a military force. And this is what they say. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is one of the most important parts of the story to me. The peace here is that which the Messiah brings to those in whom God bestows his grace. Those whom Jesus healed or forgave on the basis of their faith could go in peace. Now, I thought about this for a good deal, how to define peace. I can't give you like a dictionary definition, but I can tell you from my personal experience what peace means to me. Prior to my uh, bowing my knee to, to Messiah. P- prior to my uh, announcing and declaring my allegiance to him, giving my heart to him totally, prior to that, there was this underlying uncertainty in my life. I didn't know what my future held. Um, I was in a small fishing village in Southeast Alaska when I graduated from high school, I wasn't even thinking about college. I wasn't thinking about uh, um, furthering education, a career. I was just kind of floating around, not knowing what in the world I was supposed to do. I I was in a uh, a nightclub act, and we played bars and nightclubs in the area, and uh, it was a very uncertain time for me. And Part of me knew that there was a God. I mean, I grew up in Alaska, all right? It, the landscape and the, and the oh, it's such a beautiful place. How could there not be a God? I mean, I knew that there was a God in the mix somewhere, but I didn't understand him. I didn't know anything about him. And I knew that my life was just filled with uncertainty. And that uncertainty was based on the fact that I didn't know what my future held. If I were to die, I didn't know. And there was an element of fear with that. 
but primarily just not being certain. And I was like a piece of wood being cast about in the ocean, just floating this way and that way. And then when Christ, when the Christ, the Messiah, when he manifested himself to me, it says, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those in whom his favor rests. When his favor came to rest on me in boot camp, when he chose me and I bowed my knee to him, all of a sudden, this uncertainty vanished. It just vanished. I knew that ultimately in my future was to be in his presence. I knew that if I were to die today, it would be me ending up in his presence, saved to a very certain future. The uncertainty was gone. And when you know the end of a story, everything that happens in the middle of the story or the beginning of the story isn't as huge a deal when you know the end. With all the things I've, I've suffered in my life, with all the trials I've gone through, and I've gone through the same trials that everybody goes through, people that I've loved have died. Things that I was so sure about were all of a sudden unsure. I've lost jobs. I've gone through bankruptcy. Um, I've seen horrors. I've experienced the worst that nature could throw at us. Uh, my family lived through the Good Friday earthquake. Um, Hurricane Hugo, at the time, one of the biggest hurricanes to hit the United States, and a tornado uh, bearing down my house. I mean, I've seen scary things. I've suffered loss, friends, family. But in the midst of all of that, I knew that on the other end, on the other end, at the end of the ends, my certain future was solidly in place. There's no uncertainty. I know that when the time comes for God to take me home, my future is assured. It's certain. There's no uncertainty. And what I discovered is that when that uncertainty vanished, peace settled in. I know that God is in charge of every detail of my life. There's peace in that. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those in whom his favor rests. His favor rests on me. God chose me on that day in boot camp in 1975, Easter, God chose me. My future was certain. And his peace settled in. <sighs> That's why I love this verse. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace <sighs> to those on whom his favor rests. If you don't have that certainty about your future, if you don't have that certainty about what the end is like, you need to investigate this solution.
Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to, the, uh, to those in whom his favor rests. Seek him while he may be found. The Bible says that he will reveal himself to those that seek him. One of the greatest evangelical soul-saving questions I can ask anybody is this. Have you even tried just talking as if God were real? He is. And just ask him, God, show yourself to me. He is big enough and powerful enough and mighty enough to reveal himself to you in such a way that there is no mistake. God will reveal himself to you. And when his favor rests upon you, you will know the peace that I feel. Let's keep on going. Now the angels left, went to heaven. Shepherds went to see Jesus. Now, let's go down here and look at some thoughts I wrote down. I found some uh, writings from some folks and, you know, Google is my friend. Animals to be used for the temple sacrifices were kept in the open even in winter. So I used to think that the fact that the shepherds were with the uh, sheep, that this couldn't possibly be the Israeli winter because the weather was too harsh. But apparently that's not so. So I've had to modify my thinking. The presence of shepherds outdoors does not prove that Jesus was born in a warm time of year. Shepherds were a despised class because their work prevented them from keeping the ceremonial law. And as they moved about the country... It was common for them to be regarded as thieves because they never stayed in one place. They were considered unreliable and were not allowed to give evidence in courts. Now, there may be several reasons for the special role of the shepherds in the events of this unique night. Among the occupations, shepherding had a lowly place. We just mentioned that. Shepherds were considered untrustworthy and their work made them ceremonially unclean. Thus, the most obvious implication is that the gospel first came to the social outcasts of Jesus' day. Stop and think about that. The first announcement outside of Mary and Joseph, the first announcement to the world of Messiah came to the shepherds, not the religious leaders of the day, not to the priests, the high priest in Jerusalem but to some shepherds outside of a little backwater town called Bethlehem. This would accord with a recurring emphasis in Luke. It may also be significant that the Lord reminded David, who is to become Messiah's royal ancestor, that he was called from the shepherd's life. The most famous ancestor of Jesus, David, had been a shepherd. Finally, in both Old and New Testament, Shepherds symbolize all the ordinary people. These are the blue-collar guys, the common, everyday dude that just uh, wasn't anything special. Society didn't consider him anything special. He was just a blue-collar fellow that went to work every day and did what he was supposed to do. The shepherds symbolize all the ordinary people who have joyfully received the gospel and have become, in various ways, pastors to others. Shepherd is a pastor. He pastors his sheep. And again, down here, when it says the host appeared, in military term, it's remarkable that an army should announce peace. It says, you know, the host appeared and, and sang glory to God in the highest. Think about that just for a second. Think what it would be like for an army of angels to appear. Now, 
Also, there's another thought up here. I want to go back up here. Uh, it says, the angel appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord. Um, there's a couple things here. One, it could just be the glory of the Lord as reflected by the angel who resided in his presence. So the glory that belongs to the Lord was around the angel. It could also mean the glory of the Lord could be God himself. Now, God showing up himself would be pretty incredible. I don't know what which interpretation of this. I kind of tend to think that the angel who'd been in the presence of God carried the reflection of God's glory. But when it says an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord like we saw in the Exodus, the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day. When when God shows up, his glory just shines. I don't know, but these shepherds got to see the glory of the Lord. Not only to see the angel of the Lord, they got a glimpse of the glory of God. Just think about that for a second. I had a dream once. I've had several dreams about me dying and going to heaven. And one of these dreams, in every one of these dreams, when Jesus appeared, it was magnificent. And it was powerful. It was awe-inspiring. And most, it, there was peace. I had a dream once where um, I was going to an appointment in a corporate <laughs> meeting room. Dreams are so surreal. And I knew I was going to be meeting Jesus. So I got to the room early because you don't want to miss a meeting like that. Now, in my dream, again, everything seems so real. And matter of fact, I was going to go meet with Jesus. And I'm in there and with about three or four other people. And we're at different places around this great big corporate table, meeting table. And Jesus comes into the room. Now, what's amazing to me is that in my dream, I remember seeing Jesus. But when I wake up, I can't remember what he looks like. I have no idea what that's about. But anyway, I digress. I assume he's Jewish. But he came, he came into this room and he would meet, started with one person at the end of the table and he sat and prayed with them and talked with them and then he moved to the next person. And when he got to me, I remember looking him looking at me and putting his hands on top of mine, cupping my hands in his. And he bowed his head. He didn't say a thing to me. He just bowed his head. And, and I was so overwhelmed with peace. Just, I just knew everything was going to be fine. Now, there wasn't anything terrible going on in my life at the moment. I don't know if something terrible is going to be going on in my life in the future. But I know at that moment, I felt the peace of God, which is a huge part of the glory. When God's glory shows up, if you belong to him, it's a warm thing, a powerful thing. Yes, it's still awe-inspiring, but if you're not of him, the glory of the Lord is bad news. The shepherds 
To the shepherds, it was good news. When Jesus bowed his head over my hands and prayed for me in my dream, and I remember waking up just so full of joy and peace. When God shows up, it's a good thing. To some. And a bad thing for others. <sighs> this is a great story. And this is a great way to introduce the Savior of the world. God's first appearance in 400 years outside of Mary, Joseph, and John the Baptist's parents was to shepherds, common, ordinary shepherds that the world could hardly give a flip about. Mm. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to those in whom his favor rests. I hope your Christmas is full of peace and that God's favor rests upon you. Mary, that heroic Jewish girl who had to have known what her decision, saying yes to God, was going to entail for her, said yes anyway. The Magi, following centuries-old uh, prophecy from Daniel, find him and worship him. And the shepherds, the first people outside of the, the parents of Jesus, for God to show up and visit. They saw the angel of the Lord, they saw the glory of the Lord, and they saw an army of angels give glory. It's a great story. And it's an incredible story. Merry Christmas. It is my prayer that he surrounds you with his favor like a shield. And in that favor that you find peace. Amen. Oh,